I started doing yoga to help with my flexibility. But the more I learned, the more I realized how much more the study of yoga has to offer. Yoga has improved my physical and mental health and outlook on life. I feel that yoga can be beneficial for everyone. My mission is to share what I've learned about yoga with all the non-yogis, Joe Sixpacks, and everyday people in a down-to-earth fashion. My name is Luis, and this is the Ordinary Yogi Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Ordinary Yogi Podcast. And today, we're going to talk about time. Often, I hear the biggest hurdle for people to get into wellness or to do anything you know, for themselves is like they don't have enough time or they don't make time for themselves. So we're going to tie a little bit of yoga philosophy to this and give you guys some tips on how to make time and going to journey inward a little bit. And at the very end, I'll talk about maybe a couple of practices you, you can do at home that take literally like five minutes and it's going to benefit you a little bit. So stay tuned for that. So biggest thing is, you know, I guess, why should we make time for ourselves for wellness? And, you know, of course, there are tons of benefits when it comes to physical practice, physical movement. And, you know, throughout this episode, I'm going to mention yoga and meditation because fucking that's what this podcast is about. However, you can substitute really anything for wellness, right? If you don't want to do yoga, if you don't want to meditate, I get that. It's not for everybody. But you can go for a walk. You can journal. You can go to the gym. So just kind of substitute that as you listen to it. And hopefully, you know, if you find it this information beneficial, you can forward it to somebody and they can use it for whatever their wellness practice is. So, you know, why should we do this? Again, besides the physical benefits, there's a lot of mental benefits when it comes to doing exercise, to just setting aside some time to be still and be present. And again, when you hear the term, you can't serve from an empty cup. And, you know, this is totally true, right? If you're burned out and giving and giving and giving, and you have no time to recharge, um, eventually it's it's going to come to an end, right? You're going to snap, not really like fucking hit somebody in the face or yell at somebody. But at a certain point, you're going to feel burnt out. I've done it. Uh, I've seen my wife do it when we don't make those small pockets of time for ourselves. Now, if you don't have kids, this is fucking, you can do this pretty much whenever. I don't want to, you know, I did not have kids for a long period of my life. I had a lot of free time to do this sort of stuff. Now with a one-year-old child, you know, that moment, those small pockets of moments that I have, I have to kind of maximize my time to do that. And, you know, I feel it's still very important. I love my son. I love being with him. But I know that if I don't get my workout in in the morning, or do something physically, that's kind of my thing. I like need to go for a walk. I need to do some yoga. I need to work out. That I am, I don't show up completely, you know, I'm not totally present when I'm with him. You know, I'm kind of itching. I need that stimulus a little bit. And, you know, I've done it for so long that if I don't do it, I feel off. Um, and that's kind of the biggest takeaway is when you do that and you make time for yourselves, you're actually setting yourself up to serve those that you love much better. Right. And that's kind of the big why of this is important. You know, you want to serve the people around you as much as you can and you love them and you want to be there, their fucking full capacity. To do that, you need to set aside a little time for yourself to, you know, make time for yourself and care for yourself and energize your body and recharge your battery, so to speak. 
So again, it serves us and it serves our loved ones. And that's kind of my why. But, you know, I guess the first step in this is why do you want to get into wellness? Why do you want to do this shit? And this is where a little bit of self-study is going to come into play, right? Now, self-study, this is touching into yamas and niyamas of yoga. When we get to really just get to know ourselves and we get to find our why. So if you want to get into wellness to, you know, satisfy some sort of physical aesthetic, um, to, to, you know, satisfy some goal, you know, some external goal, um, that is a good why for a short period of time. But once you attain that, or once you just really don't want to get up in the morning and do this thing, that why is not going to be very, very um, convincing to get you out of bed. So you need to search a little bit first. That'd probably be my, my first step is identify your why. Again, my why, I want to be happy, healthy, and be present with my family and my son. And for me, I feel the best way to do that is to keep my body and my mental health um, as best I can. So find your why. The next thing is tying to one of the yamas, satya, is this truthfulness. Now, we say we don't have time. This is where it's going to take a little bit of, you know, diving deep a little bit to find out what exactly we say when we don't have time. So just to recap, right, we did episodes on yamas and niyamas before. And um, they get a little bit more in depth. But just to recap, again, truthfulness or satya is which means true essence or nature. That is with that which is not distorted through label, mood, emotions, and our truth. So I like that. That is without distortion. So when we look at our schedule, you know, we get kind of wrapped up in, oh, I don't have time because I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to wake up at a certain time. I got to get this done, get this done. But if we can kind of clear our head and just really dig to the truth of it, you know, how much time do I spend fucking staying up late watching TV? How much time do I spend fucking off on my phone? And we kind of get those things out of the way. We can probably find at least 10 to 15 minutes in our day. And that's really, really all it takes to get started. And and again, this takes a lot of digging and self-truth and kind of removing all these things that we say we need to do. But really, do we need to do them, right? Do we need to watch TV? Again, this is kind of a thing I fall into the practice of. Is, you know, for the longest time, I, I, I kind of fought my urge to sleep. You know, it was like 9 o'clock at night. And I'd be like, no, I can't go to sleep at 9. But, you know, really looking back, and I was like, why the fuck can I go to sleep? I can, I'm a grown man. I can go to sleep whenever I want to. And now be honest for the past few weeks 8 30 and i'm asleep um just because my body just tells me i'm tired and i need to go to bed um i don't need to force myself to stay awake to watch something on tv or just to be on my phone so again that truthfulness is very important you really need to be honest with yourself and seeing where you can make these pockets of time where are you say you need to spend time when maybe you don't need to so that's the second thing really examine your schedule and the next thing is tapas. Again, this is a niyama, the third niyama, and it translates to discipline, right? And this is kind of one of my favorite niyamas. It's basically just a reminder again. When we look at the body and the mind, they're fucking lazy, right? They would be, if we just, we would be happy just sitting around. We don't have to get up. We don't have to go. We don't have to leave the house to get groceries or food anymore. So we can be just sedentary all fucking 
day if we really, really need to. But again, tapas, you know, kind of comes to from fire and it's to burn and it has a very transformational property to it. And it's a sense of self-discipline that we have that says, no, this is what we set out to do and this is what we're going to do. Even if it's five in the morning, we got to get up and do it. And, you know, it takes a while to to burn and to build this fire. So if you think of your self-discipline, it's like, ah, I'm not disciplined enough. I can't do it. And I hear that a lot. It's like, no, you are. It just takes time to build it. You know, I I don't mean that this is fucking humble bragging. I get up at 445 so I can get a workout in and go and go get to work. And even on the weekends, I wake up about 545 so I can get my workout in before Sonny wakes up. And, you know, I don't want to do it. <laughs> it's a lot. Of, I would like to sleep in on the weekends. But again, I know that if I do it, I'm going to feel a lot better and be more present with my family. So the biggest thing with tapas is just showing up, just showing up and making it a practice and just slowly building that fire within us. Again, again, fire has a very transformational property. If you say, I don't have this self-discipline, if you just slowly build to it and just slowly, you know, one fucking 5% shifts, those impurities that say, I can't do this will eventually burn away because you will realize, oh shit, I've been getting up at five in the morning for the past month or so. I can do this and I have been doing it and you can prove that to yourself. So, you know, it's a very difficult thing to get over. But again, you know, if we go back to satya or truthfulness, what is the big hurdle here? Is it because I just don't want to get up that early or because I can't get up that early? What are these impurities that are talk, that are telling you that you can't do this? And that's kind of the biggest thing. And that kind of brings me to, there's a book called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. It's, you know, it's a pretty great book. It's a short read. I think it's like less than 200 pages. But the, the big message is whenever you set out to have this goal, the moment you come up with that, you know, goal or whatever, something is born. That thing is called the resistance. And that's that thing that tells you, no, nah, you can't do it or you shouldn't do it for whatever reason it tells you. And, you know, I like this approach because it gives this uh, doubt or voice that we all have in our head when we have a goal. It gives it a name. And I like naming the monster. And it's kind of your job to fucking shut that thing up and prove it wrong. This resistance that we all have within us. And, you know, it's something I've battled with a lot. I still do when I want to, you know, you know, try new things or do new things with yoga or try to, you know, start a business. And I have to fucking shut it up. And just say, no, I'm going to do this. And I like having that kind of competition. You know what I mean? I really, really, really enjoy that. And I find it beneficial. So that that's a great book if you if you want to get out there. So you know, now we have kind of these ground rules. Again, it's going to take a little bit of diving deep before we really get into this. Again, you know, find your why and really be truthful with your time. Do you not have time or just do you not want to get up? Do you not want to make time? And that's kind of a big thing. And you know, when you say, I don't have time versus I don't want to make time, that really changes the feeling of what you're saying. So again, being honest. And in cultivating that self-discipline, it's going to take time. Start with small 10% shifts, and I'll talk about that a little bit later. So and again, another thing you can ask yourself is, you know, what does wellness look like to you? And, you know, through social media and fucking all this shit, a lot of people may think that I need to go to the gym and be there for an hour, hour and a half, and then come back home. I don't have those two hours of time. And to be honest with you, 
I don't have that time anymore either, right? Getting with a kid, I, I feel bad if like, all right, honey, I know you've been watching them all week. I'm going to drive half an hour to go to the gym, be there for about an hour, hour and a half, and then drive half an hour back. So I'll be back in about, you know, two and a half, three hours. I can't do that shit. I don't want to. Not that I can't. So we need to maybe really define what is wellness or a practice like that look like to you? And then finding, you know, finding, seeing if there's a disconnection to what you imagine it is and what you actually can do. And again, if you think of these big things, like I need to be gone for an hour and a half and you don't, honestly, some people may not have that time. You may need to like fill in that gap. It's like, okay, I can't do an hour and a half or two hours, but for sure I can do half an hour a day or every other day. So just trying to find that, uh, fill in that gap and try and find that distinction and find that dis- disconnection between those, what you're thinking and what it actually is. And that's kind of a big thing is accepting things for what they are, right? I don't have two hours. I don't want to give two hours to go do something, but I do want to pursue this and I can give half an hour to it and accepting that and making the most of that agreement. The next thing is, you know, finding the, uh, I forgot the uh, MVP. Um, I forgot the name of it, but most valuable product. No, oh, it's gone. Anyway, finding the least thing you can do to make the benefit. Again, in that 20 minutes, what can I do for 20 minutes that's going to move me in the right direction? Minimum viable product. Damn, I found it. I figured it out. Minimum viable product. The one thing that I can do that's going to cost me the least amount of time that's going to push me in the furthest in the, in the right direction. So that may be just a five-minute meditation. It may be just doing sun salutations for five to seven minutes. And again, those small things do add up to barely big changes just because they don't take a lot of time or it's not these big extravagant workouts or whatever, doesn't mean it's not having some sort of benefit. Again, it's building that self-discipline. And if you just keep hammering it, it's going to grow and make a difference. I promise you that. And, you know, with the minimum viable product, what I like is, you know, this shit is not a space shuttle launch. The, The conditions do not have to be absolutely perfect. As long as you show up and do what you need to do in your allotted time, that's fucking good enough. Sometimes, you know, I don't get up in the morning and then my workout just goes out the window because when the sun, when my kid wakes up, that's, that's kind of it. But you know what? I can take him for a couple long walks and that's good enough for me. And I just can doing that daily thing that pushes you in the right direction. And then now we're talking about getting into yoga, you know, yoga through, when we think about it, we think of again really long classes. We think of doing all these poses, going to a studio. But yoga is so much more than just poses. I hope that I've delivered that message through this podcast. You know, if you can just sit and breathe for five to 10 minutes and just kind of really focus on your breath, that is yoga. You can do it. And that makes a big difference. Um, this might be TMI, but a few months ago, I had a some surgery, minor procedure, and I couldn't work out. You know, I could really, it hurt the walk once I was done with it. So what I did was, okay, I get to work on my meditation now. So I would breathe for 10 minutes and meditate for 10 minutes. And that really, I've, I've realized how much I missed it and how clear my head got after doing that. So just realizing that wellness doesn't have to be working out. It doesn't have to be these long classes. It can be just journaling your thoughts for a couple of minutes in the morning when you wake up. It could be just sitting and again breathing and noticing your breath. It can be a five-minute 
or 10-minute yoga practice. You can just YouTube and Google. It doesn't have to be this huge thing, right? Yoga is so much more than just these hour-long you know, classes that you see on social media. So, you know, if we want to start this and we want to make these habits and become a part of our daily life, there's a book out there, um, Atomic Habits by James Clear. Great book. Uh, I have it on my Kindle. And I really, what I really like about it is that it, it gives you like these, just these steps and how to build a habit, how to maybe break bad habits. So if you haven't heard of this book, I highly recommend it. Just checking it out. Um, you can go to the library. I go to the library all the time. Just check it out. And there's a lot of things. So a couple of the big takeaways is first thing is making it easy. Um, so if let's just say you want to get up a little bit earlier, if you have kids like I do, I need to get up early before I can do my thing before he wakes up. So what I do is I make it extremely easy. I lay out all my clothes that I'm going to work out in. I put them right by my bed. And then as soon as the alarm goes off, I get up, grab my clothes and I head downstairs and I, you know, making it easy because I have a gym um, in the basement. So that makes it extremely easy for me. I don't have to drive anywhere. So for you, if you want to, you know, let's just say journaling, for instance, get that journal, put it right on your fucking nightstand. So as soon as your alarm goes off, it's right there. You have a pen ready. You can start writing stuff down. So just removing as many obstacles as you can. If it's going to the gym, lay out your clothes, put everything out. So as soon as you get up, you can grab your water, you can put change your clothes, you can go to the gym. So again, any hurdles that you might find, just get those out of the way. Second thing is focusing on the small things. So again, like I mentioned, you know, 5% shifts. If you can just show up and breathe for five minutes, fuck it, you did it. You can bark an X on that day. And whatever that is to you, go for a walk. And again, I like journaling. So journal, meditate, do some yoga. Um, maybe you just want to get a pair of dumbbells or some bands and just do a couple little exercises. That small thing is going to build to really, really big changes because it's not only affecting you physically, but mentally, again, burning away those impurities through tapas, showing you yourself that you can do this. The next thing is, you know, setting up systems and steps. Uh, I really like the one of the recommendations once making it part of your routine. Um, we all brush our teeth, right? We didn't fucking, we weren't born with this notion to brush our teeth every night, but we've been doing it for so long that if we don't do it, we feel a little off. I'm going to be honest with you. I've drank a lot in my youth. And a lot of time I fell asleep without brushing my teeth. And what I mean by fall asleep is pass the fuck out. Um, and when I wake up in the morning, I was not a happy camper. I felt off. My mouth tasted disgusting. Um, but what I'm getting at is it just took a lot of repetition to get us to brush our teeth. Now I can brush my teeth if I, and it's just an automatic thing. That's what I do before I get ready for bed. So if we can tie these habits to something we already do every single day, let's just say you brew your coffee in the morning. When you do that, just sit and breathe as your coffee's brewing. And then, you know, you're tying it to this thing that you've already, you're kind of anchoring yourself to this habit that you already have. That's kind of another, another tip. And the last one, again, there are a lot of stuff in this book, but these are the four that kind of stood out to me, is focusing on the process rather than the goal. And that's a huge thing for me in, you know, if you, the goal is a, a very temporary thing. It causes this desire. But I I really like just falling in love with the process of going. And when you fall in love for the process, once you reach the goal, once you attain whatever it is you're trying to attain, you focus so much on the process and the doing part of it that it just becomes automatic. I don't know if that makes any sense. 
So that's what I really have for you guys today. Oh, wait. No, I don't. So you say you don't have time. Uh, if you look in the show notes, there are two five-minute yoga practices that you can do. One is, you know, if you wake up in the morning, you don't even got to leave the fucking bed if you don't want to. You can do move, just go straight to the floor, whatever. It's a five-minute practice just to move and move around the blood a little bit. The next one is if you do a lot of sitting at your desk, this is a yoga practice you can do at your desk in five fucking minutes. And of course, every week I put out a, you know, about 10 minute meditation, 10 minutes. I'm sure you have 10 minutes in your day you can spare just to sit, breathe and meditate. So those are the things I'm going to leave you with. Again, just to recap, you need to find your why, why you want to pursue this. Realizing that this not only benefits you, but your loved ones. You need to be honest with yourself when it comes to time and how much you have it you have and how much of it you maybe don't want to give up because of these creature comforts of being on the phone or watching something on TV. And then, you know, the topic of discipline, realizing that this is a process and, you know, you see someone that works out every single day is like, oh, I can never reach that. That person did not just was born like that. It took a long time of these small baby steps and then it became a habit and once it becomes habit, it's just automatic again, like brushing your teeth. And then, you know, realizing that it doesn't have to be this big extravagant thing, a five-minute practice, doing just journaling for a few minutes, that is a move, a 5% shift in the right direction. Just showing up every single day is the most important part. And of course, our book recommendations. Again, The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, The Atomic Habits by James Clear. I recommend those. Uh, I hope this has been beneficial for everybody. Uh, I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening so far. And that's all I have this week. And I'll talk to you all next time.